Hey Mavens, welcome back to the Beauty Mavens podcast. We have a really fun episode for you today. It's a live Q&A from day one of our summit this past weekend. We just want to give a huge shout out and say thank you so much to all the attendees that came. We had so many people traveling from out of state and it just meant so much to us and it was so fun to connect and we just cannot wait to watch you build your business and see all the changes that you are going to be putting into action. We're so excited. We hope you can find some value in this episode. Our mavens asked a lot of great questions and if you have any other questions that come up while you're listening to this, join our podcast group on Facebook. It's www.facebook.com slash podcast and ask your questions in there so our other mavens can jump in and help answer them. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Beauty Mavens podcast. Kristen and Madison are creating a space where the beauty obsessed can feel empowered to dream big and achieve their goals. It's awesome. Interviewing other mavens in the beauty industry to discover their secrets to success and how they got to be the expert that they are. Brought to you by a sister duo of estheticians and entrepreneurs. Here's your hosts, Kristen D'Oliveda and Madison Annis. Okay, my name is Brooklyn, and my Instagram is brooklyn.beautymavens, and my question for you guys is, what are some good tips to know, like, what other people value about me? Good question. (laughs) Okay, so in our... Yeah, you can sit down. (laughs) So in our branding workshop today, we talked about this, and we talked about going through and figuring out what people love most about you and what value you add to people's lives. So your question is, how can you find that out? Is that your question? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's hard to like think about those things yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to think like what's what's so good about you. Yeah. Like right? you can think of little things like, oh, I'm personable, but like you know what I to mean. Get Do deeper. other people think of that about me or deeper? Yeah. Deeper yeah. Level? So I'd recommend starting with your closest like your mom your dad your sister your brother your husband whoever's like your closest circle because those are the people that know you the best and I would ask them and be like I'm doing this for work (laughs) but ask them like what do you love about me and if they say oh I love that you're always so happy like dig deeper and be like okay but there's so many happy people so like what's different about me like what value am I adding to your life from being your friend like why would you call me when you had a problem instead of calling someone else or why would you call me to go to lunch instead of someone else so I would start with them because they're going to be honest and they're going to know you the best but another thing you could do is survey your clients and you could ask your clients you could do a survey put it in your bio on your Instagram and have your clients fill out a survey and whoever fills it out gets $10 off their next service you could do something like that collect their emails, whatever, have them fill out a survey that asks those questions. And you How can did you use Google Forms for free? Put in any questions you want. And it can be multiple choice or they can like type out an answer, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And it can be like you can ask you, you don't have to start like why do you love me? <laughs> but you could be like how did you hear about me or you know, have you gone to have you had your lashes done by previous lash artists? What was different about your experience? How did you feel when you were in my chair? How did you feel when you left? Like, you can just ask more questions like that yeah. to your clients. 
Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. I like that you said that because I was going to ask like how us as employees would really go about, like we, we personally don't have emails, it's like under the system. Mm -hmm. So I like that that's an option. I think that was an option. Like a Google form. Yeah. And be like, follow oh, here. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And could you ask, like, what's different about, like, their experience with me rather than someone before, like... Yeah, I would ask. What's like? Yeah, if you've been to, if you've had your lashes done by somebody else, what did you think was different when you came here? Okay. What do you value when you're coming here, or what experience are you, what are you experiencing when you come to see me versus your last lash artist? You can totally ask those questions. Is it like anonymous, or does it? it you can it, set up surveys okay. to be anonymous, or if you want to collect their email, then it's probably oh, not, oh. unless their unless their email is like Chunky Monkey ninety seven. <laughs> it could be anonymous. <laughs> Good question, Brooklyn. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay, my name is Bailey Sheese, and my Instagram is Sheese Styles. And my question for you, Maddie and Kristen, is do you set business hours for yourself? And if so, how do you make sure you're accomplishing the things that you know you're supposed to be doing? Or if you don't, like, how do you? Yeah. <laughs> this, I feel like, is the biggest game changer in our business. So we used to be open every single day, 10 to 7, because we wanted to attract every single client that would give us money. And that's exhausting. Like it's, it's impossible to keep doing that, especially when you would have days that your whole schedule was full all day, and then you would have days where you had one at 10 a.m., one at 7 p.m., and then you were fitting in clients everywhere else. So what we did was put hours that were working on our clients. We cut those back. And then we set set days and hours that we're working on our business. So every Tuesday is when our podcast goes up and we're usually having a meeting together or we're, we're both working on tasks on the business. We don't ever take clients Tuesday mornings because we know that we're working on the business that way. Mm -hmm. We also have, because we both work from home a lot doing the business side of things. And so we have... Like, we do have our Tuesdays that are set apart for business, but we also have a, like, running Google sheet that we, we are both a part of with tasks that it's like, Kristen will do this every single week. Kristen captions every single post on Instagram. I don't touch the captions, but I edit every single photo. So there are some things where it's like, I can do that in my free time, but as long as it's getting done before Monday, and as long as Kristen's doing her part before Monday, but having the set hours, seriously, yeah. Set hours and then a list of what you want to get accomplished. I feel like that's how you get things accomplished. Yeah. If your list is 50 things, probably not going to happen. So be realistic about what your top three priorities are each day. Get those done and then start working on your bigger lists. But I feel like the hard... It's easy to set hours for clients. It's hard to set hours for like... Okay, when I'm home, especially like you have a baby. Like when I'm home, I'm going to work from 10 to 12. But just try and choose like one day a week where you're like these couple hours. Like you don't need to plan out your whole schedule. You don't have to start there because then you're going to get burnt out really quick if we're talking about the back end of things. But you just start with like on Mondays from 10 to 2, I'm only going to do the business and I'm going to go hard and I'm going to get a babysitter for my baby and those are my hours. Make it a priority. Yeah. 
And I also set timers for myself so I don't get carried away answering emails for two hours because that's freaking boring as heck. <laughs> and I could. They just never, never ending. So I set like a 30-minute timer. I'm going to answer my emails in the morning and then I'm done with them. And then I'll move on to my next task. So I make sure that things are getting done. Mm-hmm. That also helps because I'm the type of person who has like a million tabs. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to work on the workbook. Wait, I'm going to edit this podcast. Wait, I'm going to do And then oh, I'm like... Oh, shoot. I forgot to order that thing. And so I have everything. It's like everything's open and then I'm like at the end of the day nothing actually got done so if you just like okay for 30 minutes I'm gonna do this for 30 minutes I'm gonna do that then things could actually get done does that answer your question yeah okay. so you set deadlines pick your priorities and and we have one day where we set apart for like the business and like if you can set apart business hours for like actually working on the business that would be better but like Kristen and I both really value flexibility. And so like the reason we wanted to start this business is because we want to be able to go to lunch with our friends when they call. So like for us, we just have to have it done by Monday. Yeah. But then we have that one day where we get together and we do the business side. And that's aside obviously from like our clients, our clients hours. Those are set. Okay. So what is your routine for like keeping track of like the number side. Like calculating your totals for clients at the end of the day, at the end of the week, monthly. How do you do? How do you keep track of that end of the back end? Yeah. Numbers. So we... Well, like when, when do you do your numbers? So the easiest way we have found is we have a program that does everything for us. It's called Square. And every night it emails us our numbers for the day. So I just have to look at them. And then it, it will even compare you, like, this is how much you made this Monday, but last Monday you made double that. So then I can be like, okay, so what happened this Monday? Did, was somebody not working today? Did we not upsell enough? Um, so that's one way that makes it super easy. I'm getting those reports every night, and they're just emailed to me automatically. But then we've set our goals for the year, and we meet together quarter, twice a quarter, once to make sure to see where we're at and where we're on track. And then, like, what do we need to change to actually hit that goal this quarter? Or if we're, like, really doing well, like, what did we do differently this quarter that we're hitting our goal? And then we meet at the quarter and say, okay, did we hit our goal? What could we have done differently? What are we going to do better for the next month to hit that goal? Or do we need to up our goal because we did so well the first month or the first quarter? I was going to say, that's what also our Tuesdays that are set apart. Like every other, we'll like go through our employees numbers and we'll talk about that. So I feel like we are doing that every other week and that's during our Tuesday hours that we've set apart. And then like you do payroll every other Monday. She has certain hours that she does that. Yeah. We'll talk a lot more about that at the Numbers Summit tomorrow. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, no. Hey. So, we talked about making our client avatar. First, are we... Is a goal to try and cater our business for the specific client? And if so, what do we do? Because inevitably, we're going to have clients who don't fit our client avatar at all. Like, are we just catering towards our client avatar or... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yes. that's a good point. You are not going to turn money down from anybody, right? So inevitably, we are going to have clients that aren't our client avatar, and we're still going to accept them. But knowing your ideal client just makes everything else you're doing easier because you're marketing to that person. You might attract other people that don't fit the profile, but you're still going to take their money if they're going to give it to you and be a loyal client, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're going to treat them the same way, but it's just 
your Instagram posts, your newsletter, any your blog posts, like those are all targeted. Yeah. Like the feel of your studio, like what it looks like. Like if you're attracting like for our girl, she like young and fun and so we want it young and fun, but we also want it to be upscale because it's a luxury place where she's paying premium prices. So everything else about your business is towards that person. But if a 70 year old comes in and wants her brows waxed, you're not going to be like, "Mm, sorry, my (laughs) ideal client has really bushy brows and you know, like you can still do a little wax on her. Unless that literally is your business where you literally only do the feather brow. Okay. So my name is Gina. My Instagram is lashes underscore by underscore Gina G. And someone mentioned me the best is one of their core values. How do y'all define being the best? I think that's an individual. Uh, or what does it mean to you? Yeah. No, I, that's what I mean. Is I yeah. think it, it probably means something different to everybody. And being the best is one of my like personal core values, but it's not my business core value. So I feel like I can relate to this. I How I'm going to be the best is our business core value is continuous improvement. So I'm going to go to every training I can find. If I want to be the... I pride myself on being the best lash lift artist. I I go to every lash lift course I can find. I'm always studying up on it. I'm teaching lash lift courses so people know that I'm the best and I'm actually teaching others. Um, but I think that's an... It's individual for everybody. What would you say? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would say... Because it's like, do you want to be the best in one service? Then I would spent all my time like researching and learning and practicing that service or is it like I just want to be the best that I can be so I'm going to listen to like for me that would be more like I'm not super motivated by being the best lash artist in Utah like I I'm gonna do my best but like I want to be the best me so for me how I would define it would be like I'm gonna like read books that uplift and inspire me or like listen to podcasts that are going to help like fill my brain with more knowledge or I'm going to like try gardening <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm going to put a garden in my house even though I don't know how the crap to garden but like I did a garden this year so like for me that's how I would define it is like just doing things that push myself every day I don't know but it like for Kristen where it's more specific she is like working for the company that she loves and training for them and doing all those things towards that one. But I also let people know, because if I want to be the best at it, I let them know, like, this is what I've done. Hey, I'm going to all these last ship courses. I do teach these trainings, and I let people know so they understand that I'm the best. Does that make sense? Without sounding cocky. (laughs) (laughs) But But just telling people what you're doing to be the best, I guess. Yeah. Make sense? Yes. Does that answer your question? Okay. (laughs) That was a hard one. I know, that one's, yeah, I feel like everyone's answer is different. Okay, so my name is Sierra. My Instagram is at lovely underscore lashes 2018. Um, I have two questions, so I'll ask the first one. Um, we went over a quote that says, um, values are like fingerprints. Nobody's are the same, but you leave them all over everything you do from Elvis Presley. What are some must-have things that y'all do that leave an impression on clients? Ooh, that's really good. Things we do to leave an impression on clients. We kind of talked about that in our last meeting. Yeah. Like, when they walk in, what we say, the drinks, like so, that you guys are I don't know if that's right. You know, yeah, that was perfect. So we actually did this at our last meeting, is what she's saying back there. I don't know if anybody could hear. But 
At our last meeting, we defined the Maven experience, and we defined it as far as like what happens when somebody opens a door. Everybody in here is going to greet them. What happens? What do we do? We offer every single client a drink, and we got like little flavor syrups to put in their drinks just to like elevate their experience. We talked about we have a minky couture blanket on the end of every bed. So we have like these little bougie blankets and we let every client know like, hey, there's a really comfy blanket at the end of your bed if you want to get comfy. Um, but we kind of have that defined so our whole team knows. Complimenting them like throughout the service, we're giving them compliments. Your lashes are so long. Your skin looks so good. So that people like we want them to come in, come in and like feel their best and then like leave feeling even better, better than they did when they came in. But I would also say, like, those compliments are real. Like, we're not sitting there talking to everyone, like, oh, your shirt is cute. Oh, your shirt is cute. Oh, like... Yeah, we're giving like, genuine, genuine compliments. compliments. feel that way. And I think the clients feel that way, too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're not like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and we've been, like, with our meetings, we talk to our staff about that as well. So then when someone comes in, even if she's my client, like... The other girls are like, oh my heck, where did you get that bag? It's so cute. Like, it's kind of like the whole studio's experience. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> and my second question is, how many hours a week um, do you guys put in in working on your business? <laughs> like, an <average>. Thousands. <laughs> 24 seconds. Like, do you guys draw a line somewhere? Like, okay. You know. I, I personally really enjoy working on the business, so like... I don't, I don't like drawing a line because I like to do it in my spare time. Is that weird? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm it's working weird. when I'm like, that's my hobby sometimes. Okay. It's like, ooh, let me check the numbers or like, but I think Maddie draws probably more lines than I do. <laughs> yeah, we're very different that way. We're like so opposite in a lot of ways, but like similar that it works and like her strengths are my weaknesses and my weaknesses are her, did I say that? I Twice, whatever. I what you're saying. <laughs> but, um... I do draw a line, like, on weekends. I don't work on weekends. Saturdays and Sundays, besides, like, we have the summit this weekend, and I'm going to come to the summit. But, like... I mean, that's a line that I make. I will never take a client on a Saturday. I want my weekends off. But I'm not... But I'm not even, like, going to be on my computer working on the business on Saturdays and Sundays. Are you? You are. I do. I do if it's, like, sounds fun for me. Yeah. I know I'm weird, but I, like, love... I feel like a lot of... No, okay. I just love working on the business. So sometimes I do it for fun. But I make boundaries. Like, if I'm with my friends, I'm not checking my Instagram to see, like, who DM'd me on my business profile. Like, I have lines that way. Yeah. But that's why I say. Like, in my spare time, it's fun for me to work on the business. Tell us more about boundaries. How are your husbands? Yeah. Being business. Okay, go ask that. Oh, okay. Oh, I have, okay. <laughs> I have my other question. I'm Tisha Buxton, and my Instagram is the Sun Gun Tanning. Okay, so, oh shoot, what was my question? Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, so my question for you guys is how do you balance like your hubbies and how do they feel about you being business owners? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this is a good question because when I don't draw boundaries and when I'm laying in my bed at 10 o'clock like answering emails my husband gets annoyed and he's like seriously like we're watching a show and I'm like no I have to like respond to this DM like that's when he gets annoyed but if I have boundaries where I'm like I'm going to Kristen's and I'm going to be there until six and we're working on the business like he totally respects that and he 
I mean, he's fine. He res- he knows what we're doing and he respects it. But it's it is when I don't draw boundaries and we're like going to a movie and I'm like, okay, wait, I need to hurry and post on Instagram. And he's like, this is like our date night. So I think having boundaries really helps for me and him balancing that. Yeah. And my, what I say, my free time, my husband works like a normal job, like till five. I have the, like, I have a lot of days off where I'm not with clients where I'm working on the business. So that's my free time to work on it. And he also loves computer games. And I'm not going to sit there and watch him play computer (laughs) games. So I sit in front of my Netflix and work on my business. So I, and we have, like, if we go on a date, I'm not like, okay, you be talking to me, eating your dinner. I'm posting on Instagram. So, I mean, just what I, it's what works for me and my husband. But, like, also in bed, I'm not answering emails usually. The same as, like, you drew that boundary there. I do that, too. Being present. I feel like everybody says that, but it's true. I'm not working on my business if I'm with my friends or my family. Mm-hmm. That would be, like, my number one boundary. Yeah. So, how would you guys do, I feel like employees, I don't know if I want to ask this. Let me ask it first, and so then I'll see. Like, as employees, our tasks and things are different than your guys's. Mm-hmm. So I am here, like, 10 Wait, okay, this is a great question. Monday through Friday. Get up here. <laughs> okay. Did I word it okay back then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how I'm making you come up here. Okay. Let me think. What did I say? Okay. So my name's Jill. My Instagram handle is at beautymavenjill. That's right, right. I forget. Yeah. Is that it? Because I just changed it. Okay. <laughs> No, is that it's on your name tag. I can see it. Okay, let me start. Um, so my question is, as an employee, I feel like my tasks are a little different than your guys' tasks. So I am here like ten to seven, Monday through Friday, but then I still feel like I need to go home and like work a little bit on my business side. So how do I find the balance? Like when do I take the time to work on that? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's hard because I was going to say, when someone no-shows or when you have a break in your schedule, but Jill literally doesn't have breaks in her schedule because she is so booked out. But we just raised her prices to help her find time to do that. But I would I would use your work hours. So you're supposed to be here 10 to 7. So block off an hour, like 10 to 11, just to work on your Instagram or whatever it is. Okay. And work while you're at work. It's a little bit different, especially too, because you're on commission. So, like, as many clients as you can fit in is how much money you make, right? So, I feel like by raising your prices, so people that are listening, raising your prices to open up gaps in your schedule so you're still making the same amount of money, but you're giving yourself time to do that while you're at work. Because we don't expect you to go home at 7 o'clock, eat dinner, and then, go like, start posting on your Instagram all night, right? Right. So, using your business hours wisely. But and if that, you don't have time, like Jill literally doesn't have time at this point, raise your prices and get some of those clients out of your chair. Mm-hmm. But that um, is, yeah. <laughs> Since you're on commission, like if you block off that hour where you're like working on your business, like you know you're not getting paid for that hour, but also you know you're getting an hour back at home with your husband. Yeah. So it's and kind of like also- a trade-off. And it's building your commission business still. Like, it's bringing you in more clients because you're posting on your Instagram that it's going to make you more money in the long run. Yeah, like sacrificing that little hour. Yeah. Or make your lunch an hour and a half instead of an hour and only eat for half. Yeah. Whatever. Do it while you're doing your lunch or something. That's smart. I like that. I know. Don't do it at home, though. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know. If you you raise your prices and you lose some people, then you would probably.
probably fill it with people who are going to be paying more. So like you're still marketing to your ideal client and like replacing people that aren't your ideal client with your ideal client. Okay. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like That's good. Okay, did everybody you ask more questions? One more. Oh yeah, come up here. Okay. Sorry. It's like, I feel like that wasn't even your question. Okay, it's Tisha again. <laughs> okay, so we talked a lot about today, like how to add value to your business, right? Like making you stand out and be different. My problem is, is how do you do that without adding more costs to your business? Like how do you keep giving them that value and more luxury, but without costing you more money in your business without buying them lunch every day or something like that that's like spending money newsletter you could send out a newsletter every month or do an email every week that is giving your clients tips and tricks or educating them on a service you could start a blog it's doing the same thing what are other free ways that you could add value using your social platforms to share tips and tricks so not only a newsletter, but like every time you post on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, you're creating value some way, whether that's how, so teach it a spray tan. So how to take care of a spray tan, what to expect when you come for your first appointment. Are you actually going to look like an Oompa Loompa? No, here's why. Giving them, like educating your client. I feel like educating is the easiest way to create value for anybody and it's free. Mm-hmm. And you can educate on the same topic in 10 different ways. And then once you're done teaching that, reteach it all over again because people are going to miss those posts too. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And then even just little things like, I mean, it was a startup cost, but we have money. Or money. <laughs> <laughs> we have blankets on the bottom of every bed. So just like making it a comfortable experience. I wish we had money on there. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But we have blankets on the bottom of every bed. Like, it's something so stupid, but, like, if you want to be, like, cozy while you're getting your lashes done, like, there's a blanket there. There's, like, little things like that. Um, and then, I'm trying to think what else that wouldn't cost money. Well, I was going to say selling them retail. That, like, oh, yeah. ups a client's loyalty so much when you're offering them products and they're selling retail and then their spray tan's lasting longer or their lashes are lasting longer. Like, that is creating client loyalty. That will cost money to get those products on your shelves, but if you're selling them, then you're doubling your money. So, and using your appointment to educate your client, what are they gonna like? What's gonna happen when they show up for their spray tan for the first time? Like, are you just gonna be like, "Hey, undress, show up, spray them," and then they walk out? They might not come back, but if you're like walking them through it step by step, "Hey, I'm gonna have you like stand this way, and I'm gonna spray here, and when you're done, this is what we're gonna do," but just educating them at their appointment as well and like making sure you're doing that each time they come in is another way you could add value yeah you this i'm like keep thinking of things that cost money but this is like an, that's an, <laughs> all the things you just listed i guess that's good to hear because that's all the things i'm already doing so i guess i am adding a lot of value so that's good to hear but i tend to focus on giving them little care kits that they can take home and giving them little and i'm like all that costs so much but i i just need to like not do that then so no no and you can you can always add like you can spend more money as your business grows so for example we always had drinks here for our clients but we recently just brought in flavor syrups to put in as that's like an additional cost but we didn't do that right in the beginning when we had no money and we're starting up right but now it's we're just adding value just by adding in those little flavor syrups and I was going to say, it doesn't have to be expensive because you can, for their birthday, instead of giving them a care kit every time a client comes in, like 
get their birthday or get their anniversary or or when it's their when they're coming in for a spray tan for their wedding get them a little you can buy like packs of sheet masks on amazon if you get them in bulk they end up being like a a dollar a piece give them like a little sheet mask in a cute bag with a handwritten note like it doesn't have to be expensive and like like have fun on your or give them two sheet masks here for you and your husband whatever have you know have fun on your wedding like you can do things like that just writing client thank you cards i think that's a if i got a thank you card in the mail from someone if i went and got my hair done she went and sent me a thank you card i would be like that is so cool that she took time to write me a little note and mail it to me. Like, that's a, a easy way that you can add value. And I thought of something else that you said with the sheet mask thing. Oh, or not even spending money on their birthday, but giving offering a discount on their birthday. Like, come in your birthday month and you'll get 10% off your spray tan. Things like that. So you're rewarding their loyalty in their mm-hmm. birth. I mean, everyone loves to celebrate a birthday. I know. <laughs> but yeah, you don't have to be... Like, it can be in the way you talk to your clients and their experience there. It can be, like, having an Instagram wall, you know, like, a cute place where they can take pictures. Like, those are the type of things that, that. yeah, that it can be. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to do, you don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, like, it doesn't have to be. I think I'm trying to, like, recreate the wheel. Yeah. All the time. It doesn't have to be huge. Stand out, be unique and creative and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. let me tell you, I've gotten a lot of spray tans, and I've never been, like, treated or had, like, a follow-up email or all the things that we're talking about. So, if you were to do that, I would be like, dang. Yeah. That I'm sounds like you are already doing that, so you're doing really oh. good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I have a question, but it's not, like, what we talked about. So That's okay. Okay. Okay, this is Brooklyn again, but I'm always so curious. You guys are sisters, so is it so hard sometimes, like... Do you get on each other's nerves a lot? Like, how do you separate, like, being sisters and business? Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you guys are never, like, I've never seen you guys, like, I guess you the other day were like, oh, you're bugging me. But but that's because, like, this was stressful. Like, we're setting up. But, like, I've never seen you guys, like, actually get on each other's nerves. So I'm just curious how that, like. Please yeah, don't. I feel like a lot of that is how I'm we just grew not annoying. Up. So, just <laughs> <laughs> like our we, it's I don't know. We literally grew up in the same friend group, always doing every single thing together since we were little. And so we just like, if something's bugging us, I'm like, Kate, are you serious? No, we're not doing that. That's bugging me. And then, or a lot of times we'll just like, and both our personalities, we get over things really fast. Yeah. We'll just, like, say it and then be, like, over it. But it's because that's how we've been our whole lives. Like, I don't know. I do feel like we have a different dynamic than a lot of people. I don't know. We were the only two girl, like, sister. We, it was only us two, and then we had three brothers. So we just always so was did everything together. So was it difficult to mix, like, like, your thoughts and your thoughts, like, combining them? Sometimes. Like, there's times where I'm, like... We should do this with the business. and But when we have those differing thoughts and Kristen's like, well, I think we should take the business this way. Like, there's been a lot of times where we both have totally different ideas. We usually just, like, take a week. Think about think it. Think about it. Don't really, like, t- we really, or we talk about it, but we don't make a decision. And then usually one of us will be like, uh, that, was that was a stupid, a stupid idea. idea. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Or, like, yeah. Or we, we go to our dad a lot. Our dad helps us. But... I feel like a lot of it is our personalities are just really chill. I don't so, know. So, like, when you guys are, like, family barbecues or whatever, like, 
is that strictly just family time or do you find yourselves like hey mom what about this or so our family is all entrepreneurs oh. so a lot of our family barbecues or family dinners every <laughs> sunday end up we talk about business but we yeah. all enjoy it like yeah. we're all so it's not like people are like okay stop like yeah but I mean, we have like we have fun and talk about other stuff too. But if somebody yeah. brings up their business, it's like a fun topic for us to talk about. We're a weird family. No, <laughs> we like business. Yeah, business and barbecues. Hey, it's Bailey again. Um, my question is, how do you make more money and work less, and how do you value yourself so that you can do that? We're gonna talk a lot about this tomorrow, but raise your prices and add more value and cut down your hours. It's as easy as that. And you don't need care kits. You don't need care kits. You don't need, kits. <laughs> you don't need added expenses. So for, uh, you're talking as a, oh, uh, like a, yeah. like a, a stylist. That's like been a, in business for a few years and is great at what she does. But like as a solopreneur, as a solopreneur. Yeah, so raise your prices, which will cut back your time. But then when your clients do come, like you might not have as many clients, which is gonna cut back your time, so that's good. But they're paying, they're, what they're paying is like making up for the clients you might have dropped when and you in, raised your prices. In your case, sell retail. <laughs> retail, yeah. Retail, retail, retail. We make thousands more a month because of retail. We're talking about that tomorrow, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. so still. What, what about, like, like, your podcast doesn't directly make you money. Does that make sense? Yeah, our podcast doesn't make us money right now. We're trying to build it to a point that it will be a revenue stream. That's not fair. But it's adding value. Like, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. you guys trusted us and came to the summit because you listened to us on the podcast every week. It's still making money. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like, I, I'm thinking about teaching classes, and I would ideally make more money in that one hour because multiple people are being influenced. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to find time to teach classes if you're doing clients, doing clients every all the day time. From nine to so five. that's why you would need to raise your prices, get less clients so that you can have time to record a free podcast every week and edit every podcast or whatever. Hold a class and do all the Come prep. up with the content that's going to go for it. Plan the space and all that. A lot of work goes into it, so yeah, you're gonna. But yeah, to. creating multiple revenue streams is another way to make money. But you're gonna do a lot of free work in the beginning, with like advertising to get clients to your class, or you might have to do a couple lower, way lower priced classes to get people in the door, or do a couple free things to get people. Like we did our podcast for all these months for free, and then we could charge to get people at the summit. If that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. You can think outside of the box, like, besides just doing hair or doing lashes and doing other things, but they are a lot of work, so you need more time. Uh, who was I listening to this? I think I was listening to another podcast, and they were saying, you want to become a salon owner, which is what we wanted to do, to have more time so that you can, you know, to make more money, because, oh, I'll have all these employees working for me. I won't have to be at the studio. I'm going to have so much time and I'm going to make so much more money. But like, if I would just come and do clients three days a week, I would make more money and have way more time. But there's so much that we're doing at home and like taking care of the employees and doing all these things. So some things that you think might give you more time, you're going to have to spend more time doing free things.
So. Oh yeah. Not like getting the presentations ready and all the behind the scenes work. Mm-hmm. You would have to count up all those hours too. Yeah. yeah. But with, with the nice thing about your courses is you have to create the content once and you can re- repeat that course how many times and still get people to pay for it. Yeah. We're gonna talk. I'm excited for tomorrow and you yeah, guys will hear this on next week's podcast. But we're gonna dive real deep into the numbers. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really good. I'm like getting excited about your questions, but I'm like, I'm gonna answer that tomorrow. <laughs> okay, thank you guys for all your questions. We're gonna do this again tomorrow. So we'll see you tomorrow.